We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I'm Karina Mustafa alongside Calvin Wetzel, and I'm so excited for us to have another special guest on the podcast this week. That's none other than Brenna Maxwell of Gonzaga. She is a senior. Uh, Brenna, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Of course. Um, so excited to talk some Bulldog basketball today. Um, I do want to talk about your team. You guys are undefeated so far in the year 2024. You haven't lost since like November 26. So I wanted to ask, like, what has really clicked with this team so far this season? Yeah, I think this this team is really special. I think a lot of people will say their team's special, but our team is we basically have every single person back from last year. Um, we're all pretty veteran. Um, a ton of experience. We're all super close. We all live, almost all of us live in the same building um, on campus. So it's just, it's just a team that's so tight and connected. And then, you know, on the court is super fun, off the court, super fun. And um, you just can see the joy on this team when you watch us play. I think that's what sets us apart a little bit. And and with you specifically, Brenna, like one thing that I, I've loved watching you the last couple of years is obviously your shooting ability, but the way you get your sh- like coming off all these different types of screens and the stuff you guys run, like and I know you went four for five the other day. You put up some crazy numbers like pretty regularly. I'm I'm interested, like what is your shooting routine like? Like what what goes into making you the shooter that you are? Um, I gotta give a lot of credit to my dad on that one. Um he taught me how to shoot everything he knows about shooting. He actually set his high school uh scoring record. So he knows what he's talking about. Um but he taught me from the ground up how to shoot. I don't think I shot my first three till I was 12 or 13. So um, he kind of built the basics. And then um, when I got here, one of our assistant coaches, Coach Jordan Green, he kind of fine-tuned my shot a little bit. And um, they work – I mean, 
the coaches here do such a great job of getting me open and finding shots and um, running plays that will get me open. And then my teammates are just amazing passers too. So it's just kind of all that together. It's just kind of manifested itself into um, something really cool. And, you know, God gave me a gift and I'm just trying to do it to glorify him. Yeah. Speaking of shooting, did you see that the uh, Sabrina Ionescu and Steph Curry three-point contest is like officially official? And that's happening yeah, pretty crazy. That's that's really cool. Is she like somebody that you kind of like follow or like look up to in terms of that? Um, I wouldn't say look up to. I think she's she really paved the way for a lot of people in, in women's basketball and kind of put women's basketball on people's radars and create a huge fan base, a bigger fan base than there once was. And um, our team has the Sabrina shoes, so a lot of people on our team wear them. Um, so she's definitely been um, kind of a, a trailblazer for basketball and college basketball. But I got to play against her freshman year a couple times, and that team's going to be really special if it wasn't for COVID. But, yeah, she's a really good player. And then I also wanted to add – oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, oh, no. Go ahead, go. no, go ahead, Karina. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to ask because, like, I'm the lone Canadian on this podcast, so I gotta ask somebody else in the senior class, which is Yvonne Ejim. How has it been to flourish with her? How has it been to play with her? Because um, you both have been super exciting this season. Oh my gosh, that girl is one of a kind. She's so I don't know. She's she's you wouldn't think her past personality off the court would be the same on the court because she's such a character, but on the court she is a stud like I've never seen a I've never had a post player like her before she is so fun we need a basket we can just get into her and she'll just make something happen sometimes she's triple teamed and finds a way to get an easy bucket and she's just so under the radar and goes so unnoticed doesn't give her the credit she deserves but she's going to be so good um just finishing out this year and um beyond that as well yeah it's been super exciting to watch you both for sure yeah been playing with players like her and and obviously like you, you talk about your teammates playing with some good passers as well like going back to your shooting a little bit like how much easier does it make it when you have like obviously Ivan Ejim is drawing so much attention in the post and you have all these different other options around you that the defenses have to worry about like like how much does that help you do your job yeah our team is I don't know I would love to see a scouting report on what our team like people plan for our team because we have so many threats. It's not just a one person team or a two person team. There's pretty much all the time. There's five people on the court that can score and you've got to be able, you can't just not guard somebody or, or double team somebody because there's always a threat. And I think that really stretches the floor and makes it easy for easier for a lot of people on the, on the court. Um, you know, you got Trong twins who are just three level scorers, great passers. Um, and you got, you know, Eliza Hollingsworth is our other post player who is a kind of stretch four, can knock down the three. And of course, you got Vaughn who just demands attention. And, you know, when all that's being, people are drawing, looking at them, looking at them, then yeah, I might be open for a three in the wing. So really, it's like just the amount of depth we have and, and the skill on, on this team is just really cool. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. And so, you know, I want to talk about your conference a little bit, too. In the WCC, like, you guys are 7-0. You're almost at the halfway point. Um what have you guys or what would you say you've learned about this team so far, like in the first month of conference play compared to where you guys were a year ago? Maybe where have you grown? And then where do you hope to see this team like a month from now when you wrap up conference play? Yeah, um, something that's a little different about us is the conference. And we kind of have a trademark of having a weaker conference. Um, and, you know, we still have to we have to play well every night or these teams will beat us. Um, but it's just we kind of have that stigma towards us. So, you know, last year we kind of settled a little bit and we're kind of just stagnant and content with where we're at. Um, we kind of beat ourselves a little bit, but this year there's, our team is so motivated. Um, it doesn't take a lot to get our team dialed in, locked in. Um, you know, we have, we have some big goals this year that we're hoping to accomplish and some big dreams. And, you know, this team, every game, it's like, if we don't perform well, if we don't do well, then, you know, we're going to drop because we have that stigma of our conference and being a mid-major. And it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, they're mid-major. They lost to this team. But, you know, we have the capability and capacity to perform at a super high level. And our team's so driven and motivated that, you know, everyone's just super excited to see what this team can do. Yeah, and just, like, building off of that stigma, too, obviously, like like you said, you're a West Coast mid-major. The national attention isn't always there as much. What would you use to just kind of describe your team to other people if you had to? I don't know. I don't want to – you know, we're the Bulldogs. I don't, we would call each other a bunch of dogs a little bit. But I would, I would say we got that chip on our shoulder a little bit. You know, a lot of teams like to play the victim and be, claim to be the underdog. But I think we generally are. Um, you know, we have so many – great players on this team and yet you know no one knows who we are and think we like we kind of like that um I remember one of my teammates the other day was like just take us off the eight people you know just take us off um we'll keep doing our thing we'll keep chugging along um but yeah this team is so motivated and just so dialed in and just having fun with what's going on when you look across the league so I'm, I might be putting you on a spot a little bit here but in, in your two years there who would you say is maybe the toughest player in the WCC that you've had to guard and or the toughest player that has guarded you? Ooh, that's a good question. Hold on. Let me let me think for a sec because we haven't played everyone in WCC this year, so I'm trying to remember because I've only been here a year. Um, 
I would say Carmilli on on San Francisco when she's at she's at Cal right now. Um, but she was okay. she was tough. She can basically shoot from half court. Um, so you've always got to have a hand up and know where she is. So she was pretty tough, um, pretty tough to guard and the toughest player, like toughest defender. Is that what you're, you're asking? Yeah, either side of the ball. Yeah, toughest player who's um, guarding you. I would you. say another person on San Fran. Um, she's not there anymore either. Um, but. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember her name. That's gonna look. That's gonna. Oh gosh, I think she's on Cal too. She was. I don't know. She was tough. She she. Uh, um, she was pretty good. Um, then Pepperdine, they've got a really good player. Shoot, I can't remember her name either. We haven't played Pepperdine yet this year. Um, but we're about to play them. She's super super tough. Oh, I'm sorry, this is not helpful at all. But there's there's. <laughs> I would say <laughs> I can tell you a lot of tough people that there are for me to guard. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some definitely Jasmine Gales on San Fran. She's pretty tough. She put up 40 this year on a team. Um, she's, she's can shoot, shoot from wherever too. Um, but WCC has some weapons for sure. Yeah. Um, and no worries about it. I know you call, you face like God, how many players on a weekly basis? So no worries at all. Um, but now let's kind of get into like a little bit more about you and getting to know you. I know off the pod, we talked a little bit about some of the funny things that I found from some of your interviews. But one thing that I did find was that your favorite player growing up was Sue Bird and that your dream job is to play in the WNBA. So I want to ask you ever since then, first, are you excited for free agency to start up? Because WNBA free agency is starting this week on February 1st. And then also, have you also thought about what your future might hold? Yeah, WNBA free agency is always interesting because you don't really know where people are going to end up. So it's always fun just to kind of look at and follow. Um, but yeah, you know, whatever whatever happens after this year, I kind of just want to keep playing whatever level that may be. Um, we'll see what happens, see where I land. But, you know, it'd be fun to keep playing at the highest level possible. Yeah, and you, you definitely can. I mean, we all know that. When, when you decided to transfer, obviously I know Gonzaga is a little bit closer to home for you. Uh, were there any other factors that, that you kind of looked at that really drew you towards Gonzaga to, to finishing out your career there? Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga recruited me out of high school as well, and it's the same coaching staff. It's been the same coaching staff the entire uh, Lisa Fortier timeline. Um, but, yeah, so they recruited me out of high school, so I kind of already had a relationship with them, um, and they um, actually flew down to meet me in, at Utah, which was, was really cool. And they kind of laid out what they ex- wanted from me and expected from me and what how they saw my future would look like. And um, after a lot of prayer, a lot of talk with my family and um, friends, it was just the right fit. And, you know, my grandma lives like down the road from Gonzaga. She's been a huge Gonzaga fan her whole life. So she's kind of full circle to grow up watching Gonzaga and then being able to play. It's just really cool. And off the court, what is your favorite thing to do? Off the court, man. I don't know if I ever am off the court. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think does watching basketball count. I mean, I yeah, yeah that counts. <laughs> I feel like the, be- the favorite thing to do when I'm not playing basketball is to go play basketball because I'm not. Um, <laughs> I love uh, that. I don't know. I I I hang out with friends. Um, I read a little bit. Right now, it's homework's got me, but I mean. I just, I, I love the gym. I, I would live there if I could. I mean, I love basketball more than anyone that I know. So I would say if I'm, besides basketball, it's probably 
I'm about to go play basketball. That's probably what, what my favorite thing is. Listen, I'm also a senior, so I feel you on the homework <laughs> part. How do you like balance schoolwork with, you know, basketball at the same time? Yeah, that would probably be a great question to ask for literally anybody else, but I'm actually um, in a master's program right now. So I'm not in class. Well, I am in class now, but I wasn't in class from October until middle of January. So um, that could have how the master's program works, but I'm only in like two classes and um, it's just a bunch of essays and stuff. So it's really not that difficult. I feel for some of my teammates who are like pre-med or like going to be in law school, like that's a lot. I don't know how they're doing it, but right now I would say it kind of feels like being a professional athlete without getting paid. You just go to practice, play basketball, and then just kind of do whatever. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought up getting paid. I, that made me think like, I, I'm curious. I, I, I always love asking people about NIL stuff ever since like mm-hmm. a few years ago when that started uh, like popping up. Like, do you, have you ever uh, been getting involved in any NIL deals or any of your teammates have any like fun deals that they have going? Yeah, there's a few. There's a few good ones. Um, I haven't been that invested in it. Um, I mean, I'm just, I just not really have that much interest. But a lot of my teammates, like some of them have, uh, like, uh, they go to Seattle Sun, which is like a tanning bed place. They get like free tan. They just post it on Instagram. And then we have um, like a trading card company who pays us money for like signing trading cards, and they'll sell it with our with our name and signature, which I thought was actually really cool. And um, yeah, there is some. You know, make them some appearances, but it there's a lot of if you want it, there's some there's a lot of things to do. I put on a couple of shooting clinics that have been really fun with some local uh, kids partnered with Shoot Three Sixty, which is a local shooting uh, place gym. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some really cool NAL opportunities here if, if you want them. Um, you just you just gotta kind of advocate for yourself. Yeah, I, I love that. I love I love seeing everyone being able to take advantage of all that stuff and. Yeah. You know, I know, like you talked about your dad a little bit, uh, kind of influencing your, your shot. Is is there anyone else, uh, in term, you know, who has maybe been very influential on your game, either like a player who you sort of model your game after, or like a coach growing up or in college or anything who has really helped you sort of refine your game? Yeah. So my high school coach and um, her husband really worked on my footwork. Um, I used to just do a jump stop, and now I got kind of the one-two step down and. I was probably seventh grade and on. Um, it was just really working on that, you know, the turn one, two, um, coming to be able to handle different footworks and getting my shot off off the move a little bit better. And they kind of broke that down for me and, and helped me work on it all through high school and really develop my shot. So, you know, without them, I would not be the player. Yeah, that's for sure. And last question for you before we wrap things up. I'm also really curious, whenever I talk to athletes and just basketball players in general, their lives are so busy. Like you said, when you're not playing basketball, you're watching basketball. I'm curious, like, and of course, with school involved too, are there any self-care things that you like to do for yourself that kind of helps you balance everything? Oh, that's a good question. I've never been asked that before. Um, <laughs> good. Karina just came up with that on the spot, by the way. I just have to yeah, shout out Karina. Good. We have this doc, <laughs> that, we have this doc question. with questions. And I literally just watched Karina type that out on the doc. She didn't prepare for it. So <laughs> a, plus, a plus job on Karina just coming up with an awesome question on the spot. Yes, I'm mostly Karina. just talking to give you time to think about it. But I yeah, I appreciate, it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely probably should do a little more self-care than I do. Um, but I like to journal a little bit, um, kind of wind down the day. I found out that I, I you know, you got to switch your mind off a little bit. You're going to get burnt out because of 
you know, you're in the gym constantly or in meetings or in film or in weights or something's going on. Um, so yeah, it's kind of turning my mind off a little bit journaling. Um, our campus is really pretty. So I like to go on walks around campus a little bit when it's not snowing. Um, but yeah, I, there's definitely, I've learned that you definitely have to, to make time for that and make space for that because, you know, you, you always hear about athletes and mental health and, um, how it's just not good right now. So just, just finding those little bits and pockets of time to, to, to find time for self-care is really important. Yeah. I always love hearing those answers. Like I was talking to Kia nurse a couple of weeks ago and she says that she likes to do Pilates as a form of self-care because it's, even though it's movement, it's like non-basketball stuff. So I'm always like curious to see what people are saying, but no, I really like that answer. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Bruno. We love to have you on. Thank you for your time. Uh, we are so excited, both Cal and I and everybody who's watching to keep watching Gonzaga this season. Really excited for what you guys are doing. And yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks, everybody. On, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Coast to Coast. And we will see you next Tuesday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 